0: podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker, And I'm Kenton Larson. It's been a while since I've said those words, Kenton. Uh, we've been doing our watch of The Book of Boba Fett for the last seven weeks. I uh, haven't done a Media Nerds episode because of that, but it was a lot of fun. I, I'm not over it yet.
1: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yes, I know. I bought, oh, I should, I yeah, I bought, I promised to buy the soundtracks and I have, I bought, part, there's uh, two volumes of The Book of Boba Fett soundtrack the one, my favorite song, might be one of my favorite songs of the year when all everything plays out. The song that's playing when Luke is uh, training Grogu is called Teacher's Pet. <laughs> it's called. It's and I love it It's because yeah. he is. He kind of is like yeah. a little, he's like training like a little puppy or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I play that song and it still gives me goosebumps. I still think of Luke igniting the green and Grogu being trained. It's just oh, delightful.
0: And it's interesting because I – it's funny because we're talking to talk about Super Bowl ads today, um, which was, of course, last Sunday, and I did not watch the Super Bowl live. I had no interest in any of it, and I didn't do the USA Today thing. I know you did. You can talk about that in a second. But instead of watching the Super Bowl on Sunday night, I watched Fanboys – uh, which oh. is um, a Star I know Wars it. related movie. I'm sure you've seen it. And this is yeah. the, the movie about um, a group of friends who uh, break into Skywalker Ranch to 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 get a copy of The Phantom Menace before it's released. This is in, like an early or maybe late 1998 or whenever. I don't know. It says 1998 or 99. And so it's got like Jay Baruchel, Kristen um, Stewart is her name, right? From, um, from The Good Life. Uh, and oh, then, I don't uh, know. A couple other actors that you'll recognize, but not as famous as Jay Baruchel and Kristen. Um, I'm forgetting. her. Not famous enough for me to remember. Not as
1: famous as the name I'll never remember. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it, on here. it probably says it on here. They should know. I can't read anything. My my eyesight is so bad. Uh, but it's, You're, it's...
1: you're at Progressive's age, Dan. I hate <laughs> oh, to tell Bell. you. You're... Kristen Bell. Thank you. Kristen, Kristen Bell. Bell. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. Oh,
0: right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So I am at Progressive Zays, yeah. So anyway, uh, so I made this is one actually. So my new thing on TikTok is I made my own bin. Uh, I don't know if I talked about that on this on this podcast, but I made my own bin that I'm pulling my DVDs out of. So uh, this is what I did on Super Bowl, and I'm like, I don't want to watch the Super Bowl. I want to watch a movie. So I just pulled this out of the DVD bin, and then I I do that, and I post it on TikTok. Then I do a little short kind of a review video on on the movie, and I made a little one minute uh, kind of review segment on fanboys, and talked about how how much it brought back the memory of going to see the Phantom Menace for the. First time, like going in the theater, being full of people, just so excited about that movie and that energy, and just such a great experience. Um, and so I got lots of, and it's getting a lot of response on TikTok. A lot of people are commenting with their own *Phantom Menace* memories. And I said, I made a point of saying in the video, uh, "Don't tell me you weren't born." I said, "You know, tell me where you saw the *Phantom Menace* for the first time, and don't tell me you weren't born yet because it'll feel old." And then proceed to get a flood of comments of young people saying, "I wasn't born yet, saw it in 2003." I'm like, "That's that doesn't help." No. Well, I don't know if they, no, born in 2003 or whatever they said, but still that's not what I meant. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for telling me. Thank you for making me feel old is what I said. I <laughs> so anyway, uh, but this was great. I love watching this. So if you haven't yeah. seen this in a while, maybe, maybe watch it. And we'll get, to, I will actually get to recommendations at the end, but I just kind of wanted to start with a little bit of star Wars. Cause that's been our theme for, um, for this last few weeks.
1: There is so. one part of that film that I remember just with laser focus and clarity And that's when they say, how was the film? (laughs) I'm like, how are they going to handle this one? (laughs) How'd you like the Phantom Menace? Which is the entire reason this movie exists. Um, And... uh, (laughs) I kind of like where it goes I'm not going to spoil it but no,
0: it's, it's good I think I like it there's a couple of things I take issue with a couple of things just this minor like plot things that they, they get to the end too easily there's one thing that happens midway through um, and it's like oh come on like they should they should have to work harder for this but anyway it's a great movie I had a lot of fun watching it so if you haven't seen it in a while check out fanboys uh, but let's talk about Super Bowl ads and again I didn't watch it live I just watched them all in a row on YouTube this morning. So I'm coming at this fresh. I've got notes here from most of them. But Kenton, tell me about your experience watching it on the night.
1: Well, I I got good news for you. And that is uh, for next year. And that is they fixed uh, USA Today in the sense that I think there was 32 ads available before the Super Bowl even took place. So I'd seen most of the ads going in. And of course, in Canada, once again, we don't get the Super Bowl ads. We get some of them if they buy airtime in Canada. Um, which to Americans is shocking and terrible, and th- and they think it's the reason why there's trucker protests at the border, most of them. But and and uh, and the, talk about a trucker protest that I would join. Oh, could we see the American Super Bowl ads? Well, we had it for um, one
0: glorious year. We had it, didn't we? Yeah. Two years or something. Yeah. So.
1: And when and when um, NBC broadcast and high def and uh, CTV did not, then we had it then too. But it's just uh so anyway, most of them were there beforehand. It was really easy to watch the last, whatever, last third of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was good. Um, there remains, there's an issue with USA Today's list every year. Last year it went down. This year they're skipping numbers for no apparent reason. There are 64 ads and its list shows 68. I was like, what, what were the four that I missed? And the answer is I didn't miss any. They just skip numbers for no apparent reason. So it goes like 12, 14. 15, 16.
0: Oh, what, they're real, maybe they're superstitious. They don't want to put 13 in there.
1: Oh, that was a bad example. I should have gone like I should have got 15, oh, was 17. The okay.
0: okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wasn't a no. one? Okay, i get
1: it. Yeah. No, they're missing up, they're missing four. They're, they skip ahead four times. So uh, I don't know what they're doing, but uh but it was fun to rate them as always. And I have to point out the top ad only has a C at 6.8. Oh. So that's so. interesting too.
0: The message is people don't like advertising anymore, maybe, or it's not as popular as it once was. Because that's also been common last year. They were pretty low, too. Uh,
1: I think if you ask people to be critical, they will be. Yeah, that's true. You know, and and so I think uh, some of the ones, some of the top rated ones, there's one, in fact, that I really don't like at all. That actually makes me, uh, when I look at it, I just think it's pretentious and terrible. (laughs) And I won't say which one it is. It's very highly ranked. So the top five ads on the ad meter are number one is rocket homes and mortgage dream house with Anna Kendrick and Barbie. Second uh, was Amazon mind reader. Third is Doritos slash Cheetos flaming hot flame in hot. Uh, Number four is Kia, the robo dog and number five is Toyota brothers. The documentary about, um, Two Canadian athletes. The short, the short documentary, the ad size documentary about two Canadian athletes. Those are our top five. Um, did is your favorite Super Bowl ad in the top five? At all. top five? No, my uh, mine, the mine second neither. The second,
0: one? The second one was.
1: Uh, um, mind reader, Amazon.
0: Oh, that was with um,
1: Scarlett Johansson.
0: Scarlett and and what's his face, Colin J. And
1: that untalented guy she's married to, or whatever, <laughs> or dating.
0: You know what to be honest I I uh I thought she was much better in that ad than he was like you're right like yeah. it's just like like night and day with those two like she just kind of so charismatic and so much personality and she just fills the room even on an ad and he's just like I'm calling Jost. like what the <laughs> it's like they're they're together as a joke or something I don't know everyone's questioning. Yeah
1: it's a Yeah it's a photo op <laughs> But uh, that And I hear, uh, I will say that that is my least favorite ad. It's number oh, two on the ad wow. meter. And I, I, you know what? I hated it. I thought it was like a bad SNL sketch where you get the guest star and the, and the, and the guy trying to read cue cards on the, <laughs> the yeah, well, was, I just did not, it did not, I, it was pretentious in terms of trying to position their relationship as being like anyone's, I guess. And, and, and I, and I, I, I did not care for, I didn't like the tone. I just didn't care. I didn't care for the window into their lives. I just wish we, yeah. I just wish we I, could I, move I on.
0: This is a window into their actual lives, but yeah, it would also copy the format that I guess was established probably before this, but last year was Ashton Kutcher and Neil Kunis doing right. something together as a couple. And that was a common theme this year. We saw a lot of celeb, tons of celebrities, maybe more than ever. I don't know, but a lot of celebrities, a lot of reunions of casts. That was also a theme, TV show yeah. casts coming back together. A lot of like random, like, ones that were just like i don't know well why are we doing this um so yeah none of those are my favorite um let's go through the top five or was there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we go through the bottom five um
1: only that my top five isn't in there or my top ad isn't in there your top ad yeah. isn't in there i think barbie uh the barbie that rocket was the mortgage those ones.
0: that was okay i like that
1: idea yeah i thought it was a good idea too and i think Uh, I understand why it's top. I had, I had it written down as my list of possible top ads. Um, though it wasn't the only one, there's a few that I thought could do that, but I thought that because it aims right for the middle of likability, like it's likable, it's not going to offend anybody. It's, it's almost offensive in its inoffensiveness that that everybody who sees this will go, oh, cool. Oh, it's kind of cool. It's friendly. It's likable. it moves by at a good clip it's nostalgic right it
0: was what did it for me was the end the the castle grayskull at the end that was like the killer for me so awesome that was good yes 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 i would love that yes of course i would love that so and it's again because i had castle grayskull but for other people it was barbie it was all that stuff uh leading up to the beginning of it all the characters i loved it i loved all that that whole aspect of it it was not my favorite though it was probably my top five i didn't rate my top five but that was up there um well let's continue let's talk about our favorites then and then we'll go through the bad ones so what was your favorite one overall my
1: favorite one uh, and it's my favorite for a bunch of reasons, but I loved Irish Spring and that was uh, <laughs> it was a combination, a slight touch of nostalgia, a big dose of parody, and uh, a completely hilarious and <laughs> and one of the reasons I love it is because how do you sell this to the client? A nod to midsummer in <laughs> the movie midsummer with the creepy cult and it's a guy who shows up and they say no we cannot have anyone who smells bad in our in our group here and they give him a bath and he becomes one with the cult and does a little dance and i just loved it i love uh, iris spring doesn't have many followers on twitter it's their first super bowl ad and i just you have to admire and i tweeted i tweeted uh wow they went with a nod to midsummer and iris spring liked my tweet uh, cause so, so I think it was intentional. I, I just think it's, uh, the reason it's my favorite is I picture the boardroom meeting where the creative somehow gets this approved and I don't know how it works. I don't know how it happens, but I love that it works way to go. How about yours? What was your favorite?
0: Um, my favorite was uh, Cable Guy. I I loved it. Oh, wow. I loved seeing Jim Carrey back as the Cable Guy. It totally took me by surprise. I didn't pay attention to any of the preamble. Like, I started yeah. seeing hints of this as we got led up to the Super Bowl. So-and-so comes back in this ad, and there was a lot. Like, we could go through all of them, I'm sure, if I if I go through my notes and find out all the different shows that were reconnected on this uh, in the Super Bowl this year. But for me, the Cable Guy, like seeing Jim Carrey and the Cable Guy character in a modern cable setting is brilliant it makes me want a sequel <laughs> it makes me want a sequel to the movie that we'll never get i hope like we we'll probably this is it this is all we're gonna get it's like that seinfeld they did in um in um Curb your enthusiasm which was another one of my favorites i did like the uh, the larry um uh what's his name um the oh what was it for now that oh, it was some weird product good i said good ad bad product it was the crypto. Crypt- yeah. Oh, God. FTX or something. Oh, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. It was great until we got to the end and it's like, what the hell is this? So some otherwise- people, uh, some people in my class were
1: offended by Larry David doing an ad for crypto that they didn't like that matchup because he would not like crypto. He would be.
0: he oh, would that's, be. That's true. To right. And that's what he does in the thing.
1: It is like a, it is, right. It's like a short curb your enthusiasm episode. Yes. So I was, it's I, you know, I'm happy to time. see it. It's funny. Yeah. It's
0: funny. So I, I like, like a,
1: one. I like a world when I where an angry curmudgeon can be a celebrity too, to the extent that they're in a Super Bowl ad. I mean, he's a very wealthy curmudgeon. Uh, when you look at, uh, if, if you go online and look at his net worth, it's all the Seinfeld and Kerb residuals. Oh yeah. Are just, mo- they're, you know, he's raking in the, all the money in the world, and he's a sarcastic. <laughs> curmudgeon who's still angry at humanity, yeah. and that's good. that's a good thing.
0: oh yeah, he's great, and that was an yeah. ad, so that was all also probably in my top five uh okay, so let's talk about some of the let's look through the top the top worst ones, top five worst ones or bottom five, I guess you would say and okay, we'll talk about those
1: all right, so um uh, in terms of and I've already said my worst, which is number two on the ad meter just <laughs> scarlet <laughs> Joy. I hated that ad I just yeah. hated it uh, I didn't like the pretentiousness of it, but um, I also think that the bottom five I think we need to uh tell usa today the trailers should not be part of the ads should not be they should not be included in the same category like uh, a movie trailer is different than um, than an ad for cheetos
0: you know what the thing I watched didn't have any. I watched I watched what oh. I thought was a, a compilation of them all together in mm-hmm. one video, and it did have all these ones, but it did not have any movie trailers. So this person took them out. That's is, probably I I, good. I, I agree. I think they're completely yeah. different. It's a completely different type of marketing. I mean, you're just debuting it on the Super Bowl, but it's online and everyone's gonna watch it online. It's not really a valid piece of advertising, I don't think.
1: So uh, so with that in mind, and I I agree that this was very irritating. It was a, it was the AMC plus trailer which looked at first like it was going to be better call Saul. And then right away cuts to a montage of all their shows and, uh, and uh, just not, uh, you know, you see, you see um, Bob Odenkirk and you go, here we go. All right. A show. I can't wait to see. Nah, no dice. Okay. So that was the number of their fifth worst. It's not at the bottom. Then uh, draft Kings uh, fortune life's a gamble. I can't even remember that one. I
0: don't either, maybe that's why uh, it's the worst.
1: Uh, then wall box. Um, oh
0: God, that was awful. Was yeah. That, um,
1: Super, char- a pretty- hashtag supercharged, Seth. I don't even remember it. <laughs> it was, I you know what? It, wall box somewhere. Yeah. I
0: know I wrote it down. I should. Yeah, me too. Notes.
1: I wrote it down as a, what the hell is this? Um, Then Bud Light, zero in the way of possibility. Then eToro, Finding Your Way. That's a special effects ad that starts with an interesting concept and just falls apart. And at the very bottom of the list, and I knew it would be, though it might have been a successful ad, and that's Coinbase, the floating QR code for a minute. For a minute, a minute of a floating QR code.
0: Some annoying sound. Um, I can't remember what the sound was or the song was or whatever, but it was like... It we, was like, it's truly hit the bottom of the barrel now. They're just letting anybody advertise on this fucking thing. Yeah. And this is like the worst, like, the has to be the lowest production budget of any Super Bowl ad. Gotta be. Because it took them two seconds to put that together. Yeah. What the hell was that? It pissed me off so much. I was angry that that was an ad actually shown on the Super Bowl.
1: Yeah. Uh, it It's, uh, you know, although apparently successful, because now well, I know that. The- yeah. I know the word Coinbase. I didn't know I that before the click. Super Bowl. I
0: scanned it. I got to click. Okay. Oh, as soon as I saw it was a Bitcoin thing. Pff, nope. Thank you. Yeah. I'm not going to like, like people are going to, what does that say about your brand? It's just ridiculous. It's a, the lowest hanging fruit ever. It's not even, it's on the ground.
1: They gave, uh, they gave fruit. people, they gave people a uh, $15 in Bitcoin, I guess, who registered. So it was a database marketing play. I, uh, I do like one thing about it and that's, uh, here's ten million dollars. Can you run a bouncy QR code? That's what I like. I like yeah. I like I like the I like the I like the, com, the complete fortitude it would take to try to talk somebody into that as well. So similar to Irish Spring, except Irish Spring is actually entertaining. <laughs> I, I knew I knew this was going to be at the bottom of the list because I think most people who rate ads on USA Today Ad Meter um, go if it's not enter if it didn't entertain me, it's a bad ad. So you we, you can debate the success of the ad or whether it got people to do what they wanted uh, people to do. But in terms of being entertaining, there's no doubt that this is the least entertaining.
0: I think ad at the super bowl in, the, in, this, yeah. in this in this environment of the super bowl ads yeah they have to be entertaining they have to be attention grabbing they have to keep your attention and actually yeah. one thing i noted here is that there seem to be a quite quite a few more normal quote-unquote normal ads this year than other years like the one about the I, I, I maybe again maybe it was this person who just included this but there was one like for some kind of medication with like side effects include blah, blah 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 there was like one of those there was like this weird one for red bull that really wasn't great this red bull one at the beginning which was like Okay, they're playing football. Like, that's so basic, Red Bull. What are you doing here? I feel like Red Bull should be doing more with that time, right?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, all, all of this stuff is interesting, but even more interesting is I did the calculation and the cost per thousand, CPM in the in the business, cost per thousand. Oh, Roman numeral, just like the Super Bowl itself, CPM, cost per thousand. Thousand. Um, that if you paid six and a half million for 30 seconds, which, which was the average rate, and hundred million people watched the Super Bowl, which is about the number that Nielsen says watched it. though once again, they were slow in releasing the data. so it makes you wonder how accurate is it. Um, then our cost per thousand is about 65 bucks. So you pay sick at the Super Bowl, you pay about 65 bucks to reach a thousand people to the tune of six and a half million dollars. Uh, the regular cost per thousand on a Facebook ad is something like twenty dollars. But with Super Bowl, you've got everybody's attention. So it probably is, hey, when all is said and done, it's probably a good ad buy. Oh, and our, our uh, former student, our friend, Brent Neal, um, who has worked as a media planner, or maybe still does some. Your former um, uh, oh, he. Oh, not yours? Okay. I can't, who can remember? It's all a blur to me. <laughs> was he here last year or 30 years ago? <laughs> who the hell knows? But he uh, he left a he left a reply, and he said, "Yeah, that's a pretty good ad buy. Actually, it's not a bad ad buy if you look at cost per thousand. Good good measure of cost efficiency." There we go. Okay, so that's and so it, it? so so it you know if an advertiser paid for it and it got the result that they were after, and it was the cost per is reasonable, and if you have people's attention, that is reasonable. Hey, maybe it was a good buy no matter where you are on this list.
0: And, and certainly it did seem like as we got throughout the, and again, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm assuming this person put them in order that I watched. I should, I should have gotten more information about the, where I got this, this post from. But uh, it seemed to me, and you said the last third were very easily watchable because they're just, the last third were all the big entertaining, like the big celebrities and big names and tons of ones. I in particular like the um, Seth Rogen and Paul Rudd. That was yep. funny for Lay's. You know, those kinds of things are fun. Um, some of them got crazy, though. Uh, what was the one? There was one that was just stupidly... Oh, the T-Mobile. Like, I don't know. I don't just, remember. Which, oh, which one I was that? I don't know. I just wrote T-Mobile. Too many names. Like, it was just... I should have written down some of these names. Uh, but, oh, yeah. no. Uh, no, sorry. Planet Fitness. The one with Lindsay Lohan. That's the one. Oh, oh yeah, Lindsay yeah. Lohan, where there's all those other celebrities and everything going around. And it's like, come on. Like, just, you know, that's enough of <laughs> that. Well, I, I don't think the celebrity cameos
1: after the Super Bowl ads run, there's no shortage of people trying to make sense of them and trying to say, what does this say about society? What does this say about America? What does it say? And I, I think the only real takeaway this year is we've had enough of depressing ads and we want to have fun and we want to laugh. Mm-hmm. So most of the most of them went down that and there's nothing wrong with that. That's good. Funny is money. So, OK, good. Uh, that was an improvement over last year's, which was just the most depressing group of you know, like, right. uh, hey, we know you're having fun watching the Super Bowl, but let's talk about COVID for a minute, <laughs> you know, like j- just bringing everybody down. So good. And the second thing that I think these ads say is that America, if not the world, is celebrity obsessed. And when I say celebrity, I mean, practically anybody you've ever heard of before is good enough to appear in a Super Bowl ad. It really doesn't see there's a very fine line as um. You know, the, uh, the New York Times columnist said um, celebrities are less famous <laughs> than they've ever been before. And I think when I watched this, I thought the same thing. I thought, you know, it used to be to be in a Super Bowl ad, you needed to be Brad Pitt or Clint Eastwood or something like somebody everybody has heard of, but not now. Right? The niche celebrity is upon us.
0: Well, that's what and I did write this down quite a bit. Who is this person? I don't know who this is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, a lot of them are the athletes, like the the stupid athlete, not stupid. Sorry, I shouldn't say stupid. Those <laughs> That I'm supposed to recognize, because these are, I mean, of course, it's aimed at football fans. I should know who this football player is. I don't know who that is. Um, yeah. But there were a few, like I would say, maybe TikTok people. I don't know where they're famous from. Lesser known celebrities as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, that was the case. And uh, I just saw the wall box with the Shaq ad. Uh, oh, that's, yeah. That's why people didn't like it. And it's not a Super Bowl if Shaq isn't in one of the ads. That That is a yearly tradition. He's in everything so the man will sell himself to everything okay it's
1: also it's also not a kazam sequel unless right. track's in it
0: that's right is that, is that the one that <laughs> doesn't he... exist what's the one that everybody thinks sinbad is in <laughs> what <laughs> have you never heard of that one
1: there's, no
0: people think there's a uh there's a shazam what's oh, okay it's a shazam movie but before the actual shazam movie before the one that came out a few years ago and that sinbad is in it and it's a it's a movie about a genie but they're thinking of kazam they're thinking about the one you just said with with um, with Shaq, and they're confusing the two actors or whatever.
1: Oh right. brother.
0: <laughs> Let's wrap it up with some, uh, some recommendations for so it's been so long since we've been able to do recommendations. Uh, I will start. I've been watching, since the book of Boba Fett has ended, I've been watching a few different things, but the thing I've been watching the most is uh, Reacher, the new series on Prime. Yeah. And it's been excellent. I love it. It's I'm not quite done yet. I still have a few episodes left. But the one thing I know I, I'm glad of is that I never watched the Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> so I'm glad I don't even have that in my head. I don't even know what he did with it. I don't care. This guy is awesome. I, don't, actually, I should know his name. Uh, but the actor who's playing uh, Reacher in this series is excellent. He's just perfect. I've, I haven't even read the books, but I've read online. that People love him and they think he's perfect for the role, uh, for this character, which has existed in book form for uh, a number of decades now. Uh, but yeah, have you been watching it?
1: No, I haven't. And uh, every time I hear the name, I think uh, it sounds like a bad porn. Jack but, Reacher. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you know, not- <laughs> what? what's with that name? <laughs> I can't get past the name. <laughs> well, just read- <laughs> One day I will. It's Jack right. in the series. Gee, I <laughs> wonder why.
0: <laughs> well, I think it's obviously, I think it's to differentiate from the Tom Cruise movies. He did two of those. Right. right. And the one thing, of course, everyone says is that the character of Jack Reacher is supposed to be this tall, imposing guy. And you think he's like 6'8 yeah. or something like that and huge in the show. Tom Cruise is not tall or imposing. Um, no. So I think the one thing Tom Cruise brought to it was the quick wit and the witty, like, banter that he does very well, um, which is, again, this guy does too, this actor. And it's the actor mm. who played Hawk on Titans. Again, I don't, I should know his name. Oh. But in Titans, he plays, he dresses up in a bird suit. <laughs> he does, he's, he's, this is a step up for him. And it's just a great show. It's a good, like, it's kind of like a um, non-cop helps cop kind of a thing, but in a much better way, grittier, more violent, more realistic. It's a really fun uh, show, show.
1: Excellent. Uh, good recommendation. And I will get past my uh, name phobia with that one. And I'll give it, I'll give it a try. Uh, and I know people who've read the Jack Reacher books and who say they're great. Okay. So, uh, hey, so that's my problem, not anyone else's. (laughs) The the show that I was going to say, there's only, after watching Book of Boba Fett, I was thinking, is there any show that brings me the emotional joy? And there is, and I've recommended it, I think, a year ago. I'm going to recommend it again because it's the only show that holds its own during the Super Bowl. And that is PBS's All Creatures Great and Small. (laughs) It is just an absolute delight. You watch it with tears of joy in your eyes, and it's like, and it's it's a little town in England, and I'm probably everybody at the same time goes, "I want to go there." And so you look it up, you're like, you know, tourism. I'm going, I'm going, I am going to see this place. And um, on the show, what I love is that even villains, the worst people in the village, are decent. <laughs> They're decent at heart, and <laughs> and nothing. There's nothing on the show that can't be overcome. And there's cute animals. There's puppies. There's horses. Oh, there's seen, cows. Man, I was
0: watching that as a kid. Yes. With my mom. This
1: I is the remake. It, oh it, my God. it it is an it is so such a nice show. I didn't I, well, look yeah, up the I didn't know ratings, didn't but I didn't know that oh happening. yeah, oh I'm telling you, it's gold. It is All so right. good. <laughs> it's yeah. a must. The season one's already out. Where's the it? finale. The finale for season two is uh, is this week, on PBS okay, well, yeah. on Sunday. Oh, PBS. Um, you, well, so it's on. It's broadcast on PBS. It's already on iTunes. Right. Um, it, it's shown in England uh, four months before it's shown here. Right. So, so it's it's you you can find it on streaming services. I imagine. Uh, I just know. I know it's iTunes. Um, and I know that PBS has it and I don't know if PBS has uh, streaming, they must, I don't know.
0: I'll find, I'll find it. And I'll let my yeah, mom She'll be excited. My mom loved that. Uh, oh, it's,
1: so that, so uh, and it's a that. hit in the US. I, it's drawing something like 10 million people, uh, a show. So Hey, it's, it's just great. It really warms the heart. So well, that's and what we who, need right now. yeah, who country. couldn't use a little bit of that, right? All
0: right. That's going to do it for this episode of the Media News Podcast. I'm Dan Baddebunker.
1: I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass.